0: Welcome to A Sound Mind and Spirit. I'm Shelley. And I'm Lisa. We're sisters walking together on a journey of faith. We're not perfect. And we
1: definitely don't have all the answers.
0: We're inviting you to walk with us as we explore ways we can better know and grow in our faith together. together.
1: Welcome back to another episode from of sound mind and spirit. Today, we're going to talk about taking a break during the summer vacation.
0: Hang on, Shelly, we just got started with this podcast. We can't take a break now. (laughs) (laughs) I know, Lisa, but we're recording this in the summertime
1: and the kids are out of school. Yes, And we are kind of in the middle of our vacations. I mean, I just got back a few days ago from our summer travel. And we're getting ready to
0: leave on summer travel in another week or two.
1: So I thought now might be a good time to talk about why we go on summer vacation and what we can do while we're on vacation.
0: You mean ways to know and grow in our faith, Shelley, <laughs> while we're relaxing?
1: <laughs> that sounds familiar. So it does sound yes. familiar.
0: <laughs> well, I know you and I vacation differently. Um, yes, we do. <laughs> my family, summer travel usually is a time to uh, unwind, relax, unplug, and just spend time together as a family. Um, we are pretty busy. We live crazy lives. And so um, that when we have that time to get away, we really like to just spend time together um one of one of the things that we try to do is limit phone and electronic usage um especially for the kids and for us too and uh, i wrote a post about this years ago when we were in mexico at a resort and we did not pay for wi-fi while we were there and we did not pay for international plans so um nobody had devices and it, well, okay. My husband did for work. He had to check in, but the rest of us, it was beautiful. It was so lovely. And when we argued at dinner about some factoid, we couldn't whip out our phones to see who was right. And we survived not knowing who was right. (laughs) (laughs) That's so unusual today, but I love
1: that idea of, of being truly unplugged. Um, of course, we'd need the map because we do a lot of road trips. And I hate to say this, but I will admit it. Every time we go on a road trip, I pack a ton of books. And (laughs) would you know that I never read a single one of them? You're kidding. Every Nope. Every single time. This year, I only took my Kindle and it was fully loaded with all these books I was going to read. And I just experienced being on the road with the the family. So don't get me wrong. I did not get rid of my device.
0: (laughs) (laughs) See, and when I don't have my devices, I read a lot. So I'm the opposite. I will take on our travel. I'm about to head to a resale bookstore and pick up a whole bunch of paperbacks that I can take with me. Oh my goodness. (laughs) So
1: so i was thinking also about you know how we choose where to go on vacation these days you know Mm -hmm. um in the past i've always gone on a work conference and sometimes i'll bring the family along because and and i'm not employed with this employer anymore but they pay for the hotel so why (laughs) not bring the family and you know pay for them to come along with me and then we can go out and explore once i'm done with the meetings how about you, Lisa? How do y'all choose your destination for vacations?
0: Um, we like outdoor experiences, so we don't do museums and touristy things like that. We like to hike, swim, just just really be outside because Houston is so darn hot in the summer. Uh, we like to get away and go somewhere not quite as hot, <laughs> not quite as humid, uh, unless it's Mexico. It's pretty much as hot, and, uh, but then you're on a beach, so it's fine. But really, it's it's really about kind of trying out things that we don't usually do. So we go do stuff during the day, like whitewater rafting or hiking or fishing or whatever. And then in the evenings, we um, make a frozen pizza and play card games and just enjoy our time as a family. That's fantastic. See, lately, for the last, I'll say, eight years,
1: we have kids who are in an intense softball-baseball travel team. And so our summer traveling budget is to go to wherever they are playing in their big tournament. And it's been fun because A, again, the whole family is together. B, we have a purpose and a destination. And sometimes that place isn't where we might have chosen. Mm-hmm. And so we have plenty to do. And and I find myself then making lists of what can we do or see that isn't too physically taxing because, you know, I do have one playing ball mm-hmm. extensively during that time. But what can we do as a family that isn't going to wear them out? So we may not go hiking so much or, or anything that's physically exerting, but we try to find interesting places to see or do when we have a half a day or maybe even a full day. So today, what we want to talk about, as we mentioned, isn't about taking a break from our faith while we're on vacation, but rather how we still grow while we're traveling. Because no matter where or why your family chooses to vacation, you can still find opportunities to connect with and grow in our faith. The first time that we really started thinking about exploring our faith while we were on vacation was one of those softball trips to Colorado. I asked my Facebook friends, uh, I kind of crowdsourced a list of things to do, you know, for that half day or full day. And someone who lived in the area suggested we check out the Mother Cabrini Shrine that's in Golden, Colorado. And honestly, up until that point, I'd never even thought about going to a saint shrine or a church while on vacation. But we, it made the list and we had a half a day and drove up into this mountain and visited, but we really didn't have time to see everything. Uh, We climbed the Stairway of Prayer. It's 373 steps leading up to the top of the Mount of the Sacred Heart. And this was really cool because I didn't know much about Mother Cabrini before we visited. And at the top of this mountain, she had arranged these white stones in the shape of a Sacred Heart. And it was when she was there over 100 years ago And they've put a glass case over the stones so you can stand there and look at them and say, oh, she put this there. She touched this. And then on top, they've built a 22-foot statue of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And you can climb up there. They've got, what do you call it, stations of the cross and rosaries, and you can pray all the way up. But when you get up there, you've got this huge, amazing vista, this view of all of the surrounding area of Colorado. And then there's also prayer gardens and the spring, this natural spring where she found water. This site actually was originally meant to be a summer camp for one of her orphanages that she founded in Denver, and it, she wanted the kids to have a place to go outside the city. I, again, I, I hadn't heard of anything about it before, and it's been really interesting.
0: That's that's really cool to especially to find it through other people telling you about it because it might not pop up when you're doing a google search what to find (laughs) you know like where to go in denver or whatever and that kind of happened to me too um my youngest several years ago was doing a soccer camp she got invited to this camp in um alabama outside of birmingham at a college and uh my older daughter and I, i i wasn't willing to put on a plane by herself so we drove her out there and hung out in Birmingham for a week and I I'd seen I think someone on Facebook had uh, mentioned visiting a shrine of the Blessed Sacrament in Hansville, Alabama which is just I think it was north of Birmingham and so uh, my oldest and I I was like I mean we, we didn't like have a lot to do so we were like hey what what do you think we should go over there and check it out and I didn't really know a lot about mother angelica and that's that's who um created the shrine and um so we we i looked it up on the internet and we went and spent the day and it was it was so (laughs) i'm gonna say shocking that in the middle of i'll say nowhere um beautiful countryside that there is this massive church and shrine, something that looks like you would find in Italy, um, with the, like a piazza and, and the, um, I'm, I'm so, so upset at them, but thankful at the same time that they don't allow photos, (laughs) take pictures inside because it was, it was beautiful. I mean, you walk in and all I could, um, feel was perpetual adoration and all I could feel was just this overwhelming sense of love in the shrine and we attended mass and um they had a grotto and we just kind of spent the day out there and it was this a really cool experience um we did a lot of shopping they have a huge gift shop for ewtn <laughs> um, <laughs> but again I, I it's not something that i knew existed um i kind of heard about it and we just happened to be there and thought let's go and so um i don't know it made me uh, look ahead, you know, as we travel now, like what else, what, you know, what else would be a really kind of cool thing to experience, um, with the family or even by myself when I'm traveling?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Lisa, that's so important. And I wanted to point out that kind of what we're doing is considered a pilgrimage and I I never thought of just visiting a church as a pilgrimage before
0: right a pilgrimage is one of those things you do when you go to europe or the holy land or, right, know, right right that's what i'm saying <laughs> and not, yeah those are on my to-do list, but i haven't i mean i've been to europe but not on a pilgrimage right i've just done right. like the eiffel tower and stuff you, you
1: think of that trip where you're all together and you're in a group and right and on a bus these, and you get to pray yes. and yeah Mm -hmm. so that masses every day
0: (laughs) exactly a specific so i love the idea that there are sites but not just there are pilgrimage sites in the u.s but you could just make a pilgrimage like Mm -hmm. you and i you and i we just talked about um we're in the archdiocese of galveston houston and they just dedicated a new um mural like outdoor like a I hate to say like a graffiti wall, you know, that are really popular these days. And they just dedicated one downtown to the um, Blessed Sacrament, to the Eucharist. Okay, and I so, haven't heard that yet. Well, I texted you while, while you're on vacation. And I'm like, uh, we, should, we should make a pilgrimage down to the cathedral and check it out. I think that would be really cool. I'm totally in, Lisa. You just set the date and we'll drive out there. Okay. It's a little hot right now. Maybe wait
1: till fall. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: yeah. It's 102 well, this week. <laughs> I,
1: wanted, I wanted us to remind our listeners that a pilgrimage is a journey to a shrine or a holy place as a devotee. And, and that's really all it is. So going to see a mural at the location of is – is it on the side of the cathedral? Or is it like on a
0: parking I think lot it's, wall? I think, it's, I think it's the wall of the chancery, okay, not the actual so- cathedral. That would be a little weird.
1: But still, going downtown and going to see this would mm-hmm. be considered a pilgrimage. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised how many official pilgrimage sites there really are in the U.S. For example, the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception, the one that's down in D.C. I've
0: been there. Catholic University of America. Yep. When, when I was in high school. I didn't know you went there when you were in high school. with mom and dad when we were in D.C. visiting because I came back with a Catholic U sweatshirt and I was like, I'm going to go there. I didn't go there. (laughs) (laughs) A little too far. I'm a a homebody. (laughs) I took
1: my girls there on one of my work conference trips, but to be honest, I think I'd get more out of it going now. Right with the right mindset of looking at it as a holy place and a church. And I know more now, um, that would mean more to me. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? No, no, I I agree. I agree. There's so many
0: places that I feel like I, I've been and now. I want to go back and, you know, do it again and, and really celebrate, um, you know, have those holy moments.
1: Well, and then there's actually an approved Marian apparition in the U.S., and we're not going into that today. That would take all day, but (laughs) it's the National Shrine of Our Lady of Champion in Wisconsin. Who knew? I've never been to Wisconsin, so maybe put that on my list. Now, here's a place I I did go, and this was kind of a very spontaneous moment, but we were driving to a big softball tournament in Florida, and we went through St. Augustine, And I saw a sign that said there was a national shrine of Our Lady of La Leche and, Mm. uh, you know, site of the first mass in 1565 on what is now the United (laughs) States soil. And I'm like, pull the car over. Yeah, you're like,
0: you had me at history, right, Shelly?
1: Yes, absolutely. (laughs) And of course, they were going to close in an hour. So we ran through that as fast as we could. (laughs) I love it. We went into the shrine, and there's like these four, two couples, you know, four people. They're they're younger, um, like early 20s, and they're praying a rosary. And I just kind of slip in the back and join in at the last decade, and then, uh, then I slip out while they're still <laughs> visiting. It's like, okay, fine. <laughs> I, I wanted to also point out that, you know, if this topic makes you curious about other pilgrimage sites in the United States, there are two books that I invite you to check out. The first one is called My Queen, My Mother, A Living Novena. A Marian Pilgrimage Across America. It's by Marge Dinehage Fenelon. Yes. I feel like I butchered her name, but
0: <laughs> Marge will forgive you.
1: <laughs> yes. Thank you. Sorry, Marge. And then the second one is A Catholic Pilgrimage Through American History, People and Places That Shaped the Church in the United States. And it's by Kevin Schmeising. I'm
0: going to mess up that name too, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We'll put links in the show notes if, some, if somebody wants to to check them out without having to spell their last names. Oh, good. (laughs) Well, I'll say you and I, um, when we've attended Catholic conferences over the years, you know, we get to try new places and see new places. And one of the ones recently, I would say, with last year we were in Chicago for a conference and um, they had tacked on to the conference uh, a pilgrimage. And I think it did say pilgrimage to visit the National Shrine of St. Maximilian Kolbe. And it was in... I forget the name of the city marytown was it mary no, or, or was it libertyville something i can't remember um google it <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh but i saw it and i thought oh we should do this and you and i actually we were our flight came in earlier because getting our flights booked and so we had time to do it and um i didn't know it existed my son had selected saint maximilian colby as his confirmation saint so i was interested in going and learning more and maybe Um, you know, visiting for him. And a couple of things. One, the bus ride and the experience of being there, we met people and we made connections. Right, Shell? Like we- Oh, absolutely. It was fabulous that we, it was a communal thing, not just the two of us individually going on this pilgrimage. And then, I don't know, it was so fascinating to learn the history of not only this shrine but there's uh, saint maximilian colby which i knew a little bit but to really learn about him and the museum that they had there about uh they had like the replica replica of the cell uh, of his at auschwitz hang on i've got it on record
1: that lisa just said she found learning about history and a saint fascinating
0: (laughs) i love saints (laughs)
1: <laughs> but I, you went to a historical place. I did. I, did. I, I caught that just so you I know. Do, I do. That was you. I, I, I love
0: it in in small batches. <laughs> How but, about the shrine itself when you walked into that great big church? It was fabulous. And uh, they had perpetual adoration. And what was fascinating is that they'd had perpetual adoration since, gosh, I think it was like 1928. And <laughs> they blows my mind it, yeah almost 100 years and and they they talked to us a little bit about um what happened during covid because they were still able. a lot of places struggled with perpetual adoration during covid because churches and things shut down and um <clears throat> because of the the priests there they were able to keep it going and so they were able, even though they were closed to the public, I believe they were able to keep it going. So that was just, it was, it was fascinating. They had gardens and we had lunch there. It was, it was a lovely place. Okay. So I think you and
1: I need to do um, a little pilgrimage of our own and Mm -hmm. maybe we get some friends to go with us. So it's not just us, (laughs) Um, but there is a Basilica of the National Shrine of the Little Flower in San Antonio. Really? Yes. I was just in San Antonio. I had I no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forget how I found out about it, but apparently there is a painting of St. Therese there that was painted by her sister. Really? That's what, I, that's what I read. Okay. so And this year is the 150th anniversary of her birth. Ah. And her feast day is October 1st, so it'll probably be
0: super crowded, but maybe we can try and go So what I'm hearing is road trip. Yes. Girls trip. (laughs) So any of our local friends, you hear this now, (laughs) (laughs) we're going to San Antonio. (laughs) When we set
1: the date, we'll let you know. Just tell us you're interested. Yes. I love it. I love it. Well, you know… One of the fun things about having, about doing this is that my family got involved in, wanted to go with us times. And so on another trip that we had back to Colorado, mm-hmm. how do you make it more interesting, right? We actually scheduled a few days in advance to travel through New Mexico because my husband, Said he was interested in going to see that miraculous staircase that's in Santa Fe at the Sisters of Loretto Chapel. You know the one I mean,
0: Lise. The, yep, yep. I've okay. I've driven through Santa Fe, but we don't usually stop when we're driving. So <laughs> that's because <laughs> you're going it's to skiing. Go to the bathroom <laughs>
1: <laughs> because you're shh, shh, down the. Slopes, oh no, I right? don't ski,
0: but yeah, oh, we usually go in I the. Thought I
1: went there to ski. Anyway, so that my husband asked to stop is what made it unusual and so i kind of think of this as our our little pilgrimage also because if you don't know it's a 20-foot spiral staircase it makes two complete turns there's no central pole there's no architectural reason that it should be standing Uh, no glue no nails just wooden pegs oh and the wood isn't native to the area but the story goes that the sisters of loretto built this chapel in like 1878 79 something like that and the architect forgot to put in a staircase to the loft the choir loft and all these carpenters tried but they failed no one could design something that would fit the space so the sisters prayed a novena which is nine days of prayer invoking the aid of saint joseph because he's the patron saint of carpenters and on that last day of prayer a stranger arrived and he built the staircase and so of course there's a lot of popular thought that it was saint joseph (laughs) himself come to 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 build the staircase I guess that's something you have to take on faith, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's a private museum now. It's not a consecrated church. Um, So you do have to pay to go in to see it. And it, it was really fascinating. The whole family enjoyed it. And so, because I hadn't really thought of doing anything else in Santa Fe. Okay. Other from, aside from this one chocolate shop, that was amazing. (laughs) We just kind of spontaneously walked around and, we were just doing some shopping took a turn and we ended up in front of this huge cathedral basilica of saint francis of assisi
0: <laughs>
1: and i was like uh what is this <laughs> i hate to say it like that but yeah oh uh, what is this At least they had this one side chapel with our lady of la, la was it la conquistadora it's, it's like this doll with these dresses hmm. but on the wall they had like 30, 40, 50 relics to all these saints. Oh, wow. Um, St. Justin Martyr. They had a molar tooth. They had um, St. Pope John Paul II, St. Catherine Drexel, uh, old saints, new saints. I'd never seen so many relics. And we'll have to do another episode about relics and what they are and, and where you can find them. And But that was my first real experience with relics. Mm-hmm. And, and it was very powerful. So... And it, it made me think of something St. Juliana of Norwich wrote ha, ha, ha. that truly nothing happens by accident or luck, but everything by God's wise providence. So like I like to that. think that God led us to turn that corner and, and go and find that chapel. I
0: like that. And and I want to throw out there that, you know, one of the the points to, to going to these places is, is to not just learn about beautiful churches or, or staircases, but it, it all calls to mind Christ and what, you know, why it's there. What, what do you, what do you feel when you walk in? It's kind of like when I talked about the, in Alabama, I just sat there and looked and thought, how much did they love you, God, that they built this amazing church. Cause everywhere I looked, I felt love for Christ. And so that's, it's not just that these are cool historical moments or beautiful churches or shrines or, you know, it's, it's, it all just draws you in to, to God. Yeah. You know, and for me,
1: Lisa, uh, over these now recent years of travel, cause we, we do try and find an interesting place now, um, where we can stop and be present. I love what you just said. Mm-hmm. I, I have noticed that over time there's been a growing interest and influence, not only in my own spiritual development mm-hmm. and reverence that I am developing for Christ in the church and, and being there with others, but I see it growing in my husband and in our children. Mm-hmm. For example they no longer roll their eyes when i say we're going to stop and look at this church (laughs) (laughs) which if you have kids you understand yeah no instead what i see is them actually finding their own personal connection with the place Uh, for example we were going out to the ranch and we stopped on the way when i think it was thanksgiving week we stopped at those painted churches you know near Mm schulenberg in central texas it's fantastic I've never right? seen them well there's another one we'll have to go on because that's a day trip that's easy day yeah. trip. well one of the things was we went in there and realized that every single person in our family our confirmation saint was in that church there oh, was a that's statue cool. for cool. all five of them okay yeah my youngest doesn't, he's not confirmed yet, but he knows it's going
0: to be St. Michael. So. <laughs> well, I can see the influence of this travel, um, on, on your girls because your oldest and my oldest just drove home. Uh, your oldest flew up to Oklahoma and drove mine home from college for the summer. And she, there is a, a new shrine in Oklahoma city. It's the, um, shrine to the blessed Stanley Rother. We've passed Ooh. it while well, it's under construction. Every time we drive up to, um, Oklahoma state university uh it opened recently and your daughter asked my daughter if they could stop on the way home and they did and they uh went in and and prayed in the church and they there's a uh, tapiac hill with uh, our lady of guadalupe and saint juan diego and they um they took some pictures for us and they just they had their i don't i don't think they were there terribly long but they had their own moment and um, learned a little bit about blessed Stanley Rother. He is the first martyr from the United States and he's the first U S born priest to be beatified. So I don't know a ton about him. I, I know a little bit and, uh, that causes me to want to learn more about him because he, he was a missionary if I believe in Guatemala in our lifetime, which is again, I'm, I'm really fascinated with saints in our, in our own timeline. Uh, you could say it was kind of a holy spontaneity moment. Oh, there you go. Do you want to say what that, you have to tell, you have to tell people why that's, Oh, okay. what that well, means. <laughs> quickly,
1: quickly. My oldest also has her own podcast. She's been doing it for a year now and it's called Holy Spontaneity and it's finding moments, spontaneous moments to be in the presence of Christ. So,
0: And it's mostly targeted to college, young adults, that age group. And she's, she and her friend are doing a fabulous job at it. So go listen. And if you have young people, tell them to listen. <laughs> you like the way I <laughs> will give a shout out to her. All right. So we want to know, we wanna, Shelley and I want to hear from you, where is a sacred place you've been? Or is there some place you've always wanted to go? Our challenge to you is to seek a sacred place and be a pilgrim, even if it's local. It can be as simple as going to a different church for mass or to pray. Is your city home to a shrine or a cathedral? When you start looking for it, I think you can tell from the way we've talked, you'll find something, whether it's local or in the midst of other travel. And when you do, we want to know about it. And, um, maybe we can go there or, or, we, I, yeah, maybe we can go there because <laughs> I'm all, I'm all up for traveling, right, Shel? Oh yes, yes, travel is great. All right, now we have some cool. We have something really cool. We have feedback from yes, we do. All right, Shelley. Yes, we have
1: feedback, and this one comes from Paula, who writes after listening to the episode dealing with distractions at church. She says, "Quote: I always smile when I hear children's cries or playfulness during mass. Their little sounds or even a scream." I just assume the Holy Spirit jumped into their little bodies and they screamed hallelujah. <laughs> so, so yes, distractions are all around us, but our presence keeps the devil busy. I love that. Thank you so much Paula
0: that. for sharing your thoughts with us. I I absolutely love that. And that's a great, not only reminder to us that when we hear the noises at mass to put it into perspective and to remember, but also I think it's a nice reminder to parents have little ones and we were there. It's It, it can be very um, nerve wracking. So it, it is it is God and it's the Holy Spirit working in them. So, All right, Lisa, tell people where they can talk back with us. Yes. We would love to hear your thoughts and get some feedback on our episodes. Um, let's make this a dialogue. You can email us at soundmindandspirit at gmail.com. You can head over to our website soundmindandspirit.com. There's a theme here. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on Spotify. um, If that's where you're listening to us, you can leave us voice feedback too. And that would be so much fun to be able to hear you and maybe play a snippet of it in our next podcast. As always, we invite you to subscribe in your player. Um, We're on I think we're on all the big ones now. So Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, probably more that I can't think of, Um, subscribe. And if you would, two things. One, would you leave us a review? Hopefully it's an excellent one. And two, would you tell a friend? Um, We would really like to grow our little baby podcast and uh, your word of mouth, share it on Facebook or Instagram, would really, really help. Thank you. (laughs) That sounds great. How is that,
1: Shelley? I think that works. Okay. (laughs) One of these days I'll get comfortable saying it too. Oh, that's okay. (laughs) But in the meantime, I think we need to go because I've got some travel to Google on the maps and find out
0: where I want to go next. And I have a big trip coming up that I need to start really preparing for. all right well
1: to all our listeners we're not taking a hiatus we do have plans to keep this going so check back next week and there'll be an episode for you there so until then y'all go out and search for your own pilgrimage to find a new place to pray thanks